This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An Ohio Republican congressman is now weighing in on a particular U.S. House race that's being conducted here in Alabama. House member Jim Jordan has announced his endorsement of Casey Wardinsky in the 5th Congressional District seat that has opened up now that Mo Brooks is running in the Alabama Senate race. Jordan is the lead Republican on the House Judiciary Committee and a member of the Freedom Caucus since 2015. Jordan called Wardinsky a fighter who will take on the Biden administration. He says Wardinsky is battle-tested as a conservative and has a record of taking on the swamp. Wardinsky is a retired U.S. Army colonel who also served in the Trump administration as Assistant Secretary of the Army. Congressman Mo Brooks is also weighing in on another political race outside of Alabama and in the state of Pennsylvania. This past weekend, former President Donald Trump gave his endorsement of Dr. Mehmet Oz as the Republican running for U.S. Senate in PA. Conservatives in that state are having mixed reactions to that recent Trump endorsement. Since Dr. Oz is pro-abortion, and has supported transgender surgeries for teenagers in the past during his television show. Brooks has also noted the various stances made by Dr. Oz and says that the Trump endorsement of someone like Oz is due to him being surrounded with staff that are on the payroll of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Brooks says that McConnell and his people have played Trump and that McConnell is very good at pulling strings to get certain Trump endorsements. Brooks even suggested that Trump is likely to endorse Katie Britt in the Senate race here in Alabama. Brooks told 1819 News, don't be surprised if that's what the McConnell mafia, in his words, gets done. Then he called his opponent Britt a Chamber of Commerce lobbyist. Brooks referred to the same thing being done in 2017 with Luther Strange. And he also pointed out that that endorsement of Strange ultimately gave Alabama Doug Jones as a Democrat for two years. A lawsuit has been filed as expected when it comes to the recently passed legislation signed into law that prohibits transgender surgery or hormonal treatments for those under the age of 19 here in the state. Two families, along with two doctors, are now suing the state of Alabama to overturn that law. One of the plaintiffs, Dr. Marissa Landinsky, spoke to the Associated Press saying this is a denial of basic medical care for children. The parents in this lawsuit are in Jefferson and Shelby County with 13-year-old and 17-year-old teens who are seeking to transition from their gender at birth. The Southern Poverty Law Center and Human Rights Campaign are representing these plaintiffs. The law goes into effect this coming May 8th unless it's blocked by a court. And a new judge will be looking into cases of policing speed traps and unfair ticketing practices in the city of Brookside. Municipal Judge Jim Wooten has recused himself from the cases that are accumulating in that city. The recusal was an effort to promote public confidence, integrity, and impartiality. Since then, a part-time judge has been appointed by the Brookside City Council. That judge is Marcus Jones. He has served as a judge for a number of municipalities in Jefferson County since the 1990s. Municipal court will get underway with these cases on the 28th of April. There is an upcoming closure of driver's license offices coming to Alabama. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is announcing that next Monday, April 18th until April 26th, these offices will be closed in order for a new driver's license system to be installed. This computer system will have online capabilities that allow drivers to update their addresses, reapply for licenses, and pay their fees, among other features. 
For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden has issued an executive order that will reclassify gun kits as firearms that require a license and serial number to be issued. Those who sell the gun-making kits commercially will also have to run background checks on those who are seeking to purchase the kits. The National Rifle Association is reacting to Biden's recent move, calling it not truly sincere. The NRA says that the lenient bail system and revolving door of the justice system is what is causing the increase in crimes and says if the Biden administration truly wanted to curb crime, they would seek to take violent criminals off the streets immediately. The Hunter Biden laptop stories are still emerging in some mainstream media outlets. Yahoo News is now making a connection between Hunter Biden and Chinese intelligence circles. The report released from Yahoo News is about the connection between Hunter and Patrick Ho, who is a former Hong Kong government minister with links to the People's Liberation Army of China. Ho was convicted back in 2018 of bribery in the country of Africa when it comes to government leaders. He was there to promote energy contracts for the Chinese government. Ho also formed a business partnership with both Hunter Biden and James Biden, the brother of Joe. He did so before these bribery charges were issued against him. In fact, Ho's first phone call when he was arrested by the FBI at the JFK airport in New York was to call James Biden in order to find a good lawyer. There is also a recorded phone call on Hunter Biden's laptop, in which Hunter is complaining about the New York Times looking into the background on Ho. Hunter described Ho as the literal spy chief of China. Special counsel John Durham has made a 23-page filing this week with a federal judge. Durham is now accusing the Democratic National Committee, Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, Fusion GPS, and law firm Perkins Coie of holding back thousands of pages of documents that are relevant to his investigation. Durham says these groups are using the unfounded claim of attorney-client privilege to hold back the information. Durham says these claims lack any connection to actual or expected litigation or legal advice. The Durham investigation has been ongoing for several years now regarding the Russia collusion claims that started out when Trump was running for president. More is coming out from True the Vote and the directors for that organization, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. The two spoke recently about what they found out about ballot drop boxes in Gwinnett County, Georgia, alone after they bought cell phone signals for that area. The, the two were interviewed on The Charlie Kirk Show. So here's what, here's what we know in Gwinnett County. On October the 11th, from 7.30 in the morning to October 12th, a Monday morning at 7.30 or so, when they picked up the ballots, because of the pings, we knew that approximately 270 people went to this ballot box. But according to the, uh, cons- to the um, chain of custody, chain of custody document, 1,962 ballots were actually deposited. Then all of a sudden the video shows up, and now we get to go in and corroborate it. So we sit there and we watch 24 hours of video. Sure enough, 271 people approach that ballot box, and like I said, 1,962 ballots show up on but the But if you watched the video, did you see people carrying more than... Sure, but not 1,962. Where, where would the discrepancy in that be then? We don't know. The, at the end of this day, um, there's an interesting intersection between... There, there are two people that are charged with going and taking the ballots out of the ballot box and putting them into bags and then taking them wherever they're going. Those Same are the people. ones who fill out the chain of custody docs. But on this particular day, on this Monday morning, another person comes out from behind, underneath the camera, walks toward the two that are there, 
And instead of having it in a uh, having the ballots in a um, kind of a, a, blue a rolling cooler. blue yeah. cooler, which was what kind of their norm, uh, they put, had 1,962 ballots in two black duffel bags. The person whom we don't know who it is comes up, takes the two black duffel bags, and walks away. And gives them a cooler. But who's supervising this? Just, the Secretary of State of Georgia, I guess, is supposed to be, right? Well, the one thing, one thing we, we often laughed about was, you know, just unpacking these videos was a challenge in and of itself. And one thing we often laughed about was that it, it was clear to us nobody was ever intended to look at these videos. This, this is the stuff where people just lose faith in their whole system, right? So what, what can be done to like, restore the integrity uh, here? First thing is, I mean, wake up, America. It's happening. And if we don't stop it, as Americans, if we don't say we, we demand clean voter rolls and we demand accountability around process, then this slide will continue. And the governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee, is making a major move when it comes to education in that state. Governor Lee is inviting Hillsdale College out of Michigan to open up 50 charter schools in Tennessee in order to promote its 1776 curriculum as well as its push for the centrality of the Western tradition. The governor is even willing to set aside $32 million of public funds to help Hillsdale create these charter facilities. Hillsdale College is known for its conservative teaching on the U.S. Constitution. It was founded in 1844 by abolitionists, and since then, the college has never accepted state or federal funding for student grants or student loans. The school was often endorsed and promoted by the late radio show icon Rush Limbaugh. Former President Donald Trump has also delivered a speech at the Michigan College, as well as Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, which occurred back in 2016. The CEO of Tesla is not going to join the board of directors for Twitter. Elon Musk recently purchased a 9% stake in the social media company and was invited by Twitter's CEO to join in the leadership efforts of Twitter, but Musk declined. This gives him greater freedom to buy more shares rather than be limited to a max of 14% if he becomes a member of the board. Musk's refusal to join the board has caused some to speculate about an imminent hostile takeover. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to one of the several gubernatorial candidates who are challenging Governor Kay Ivey. This one is Tim James. So, Tim, let me ask you this. Uh, fresh on everybody's mind over the last few years is that Governor Ivey, like every other governor, presided in the executive branch through the, uh, the COVID pandemic. A lot of businesses got declared non-essential and were told they had to go away or shut down and, and lose their livelihoods. People, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's been difficult. Some would say she had an emergency. She had to handle it. Others would say, well, she kind of overreached. Um, I want to talk to you about the state health officer, but first of all, how do you feel about her responses personally to the COVID pandemic? Phil, I thought it was, um, there's just no other way to explain it than um, so out of touch with very basic uh, constitutional principles. And what they, um, you know, you cannot tell churches to shut down. You cannot tell small mom and pop stores to shut down, let the big boxes stay open. It, it, it defies everything that we that we know in, in a free in a free nation. And even today, let me just mention this. Um, 
in coming off the, the, the UAB mandate, where the UAB, and, the, and of course the governor serves as the chairman of the board of trustees at UAB, it's a public university, and they told uh, 10,000 people that work at UAB, doctors, nurses, orderlies, everybody, if you don't get the vaccine by November, you're fired. Of course, Steve Marshall stepped in and they stopped it. And then they panicked, and because the pressure was building, and she brought the legislature into a special session, and they passed the bill to protect the people, right? If, as you remember. Yeah, not her decision. They did it on their own, but she signed it. Yeah, but let me tell you what, it, 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 it's, it's like kissing your sister. And uh, <laughs> this is what, this is the current law of the land in the state of Alabama. The bill says neither a public nor a private sector entity can force anybody to take this vaccine if they meet three exceptions. You got to meet the exceptions, and the, the exceptions are either a you've had the COVID, number b you uh, number two you have a religious reason, uh, and uh, number three you have a medical reason. And so when that was going on, I thought, well, it dawned on me one day. I said, what about if you don't meet the exceptions? Then what? So we reached out to some researchers, and this may not be exactly right, but I guarantee you it's, it's reasonably close. We asked, uh, we need you to figure out how many people in the state of Alabama, workers, uh, have not taken the vaccine, and and then do an estimate how many meet those exemptions. This is what they came back with. They said they estimated at that time, and this would have been late 21, that about half a million people. Uh, had chosen not to take the vaccine, and they estimated that there's about 200,000 people that met the exceptions. So in other words, as we're sitting here today, right now, there are estimated, and it could be wrong, it could be wrong some, that there are 300,000 workers in Alabama that could be fired this afternoon by their employer. And this is not Joe Biden law. This is not Joe Biden tyranny. This is Alabama. This is Kayavi tyranny we need a very clear piece of legislation signed by passed by the legislature and signed by the governor that says no employer public or private can force any citizen for any reason to not to take this vaccine there you go okay that's it you can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org if you're enjoying the daily detail remember you can get those reports directly to your iphone or electronic device by simply going to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 